OTB GAA Listen Tony oh, He scored 3-4 the last day Like I said it there During the week that, Like if you scored 3-4 in training You expect Michael Lee Higgins Come down the helicopter and <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed Wherever you get your podcasts Rugby on Off The Ball With Vodafone Main sponsor of the Irish rugby team We all belong to the team of us you're very welcome back. It is time for us to talk rugby because the Ireland under-20s are getting ready for a Junior Rugby World Cup semi-final in Athlone Stadium in Cape Town in South Africa this weekend. They will take on the tournament hosts, the Baby Box, uh, for a place in the final with the other semi-finals seeing England take on France. So I'd say we've got Fiona Hayes with us. Fiona, how are you getting on? I'm good, Will. Delighted to be here. Um, you've been tracking this team and look, it's horrific circumstances going into that game uh, with the dual tragedies ahead of that game against Fiji where they picked up the bonus point to top the pool, won 47 points to 27. But I would think probably a very testing time for those players um, with two of their friends having passed away in tragic circumstances in Greece and then a tragedy affecting one of the players as well ahead of the game. I mean, they're not easy circumstances going into any game. Absolutely not, Will. And I'm with that as well. You know, um, Greg and his family would have been over and there's not a, a big kind of um, crowd. Like, it's kind of family and friends that would go over to these tournaments for the under-20s and whoever's in the area as well. So they would have kind of been hanging out with the guys and, you know, they would have been very close, um, the supporters and the families and obviously the players. So it's so hard for them to... And what they've done against, you know, Fiji um, and Australia, especially Fiji against all the odds to pull themselves together and put in a performance like that um, having made 11 changes as well to the squad it was just unbelievable and to get the character to stand up just shows what this group are about real kind of the ability real professionals in, in what they've done on the pitch yeah, I mean, look, they're on this magnificent run at the moment as well, going back to South Africa, the last team to beat them, which was uh, 10 games ago. They've won a couple of uh, slams at under-20 level during that period, but going back to last summer, uh, nobody has beaten them. And even at different times of adversity during this tournament, Fiona, I think back to the England game, where a bit of sloppiness in that second half could well have seen them get beaten. They managed to share the spoils that day. Um, this is a team that rook out results, don't they? Absolutely, they seem to have this uh, ability to pull it out of the bag. You know, you would you would say, well, they're exceptionally coached and they believe in themselves. You can see it were on when they're on the pitch. Even you know, at times in the Australian game, just after halftime, you might have thought that Australia were getting back into it with those two quick tries. But these guys were able to go behind the post. The same against England. Take a breath and go back to basics and go back to being exceptionally clinical. And their skill set under pressure is just amazing to watch especially at that level and I have to say watching Gus McCarthy and even she in, in the line out their, their set piece has been brilliant things went wrong in that first game set piece scrum wise especially against England but they were able to change things around they switched Paddy McCarthy over to Loosehead and it, it just absolutely worked wonders for the team and I don't think they'll fear this big South African pack going into this game because the pack is really performing well yeah, I mean, one of the players I've been really impressed by, and it goes back to the Six Nations this season as well, is Brian Gleeson. Again, he got two tries the last day against Fiji. He looks like a real talent, doesn't he? 
oh, he's exceptional to watch. And, you know, even in that Fiji game, I think it was the Australia game where we see where we really saw him come to light. He's dominance over the ball. He's just in there like every back row should be sniffing around the breakdown, trying to get the turnovers. But his discipline in that area is really good to watch as well. But I think what's impressed me most about Gleason, and to be fair, Quinn and McNabney, the back all the back row in general, is their ability to link up so naturally with the backs. They can be out in any positions. And we see this team are kind of playing a system where you'll have your back rows staying out in the edge and they're really, really good at being able to carry over that game line out there and get past those wingers. And it's working wonders for this team. You mentioned the set piece improving. Uh, the line particularly the last day, despite all the changes, obviously this is hard work that's going on behind the scenes with the uh, skills coaches to make sure they improve them. Um, I, it's very impressive that they've been able to make those changes compared to maybe early in the tournament where it was misfiring at times. They've uh, maybe cleared out some of those kinks as the tournament has gone on. Yeah, and the thing about the liner, it's actually really funny. You could take one guy out of an eight-man, you know, a pack line out and it can really disturb how things are gone. A lot of the times you might look at the hooker and the throw, but it could be just a slight half second off with jumping or lifting that can destroy that. But I think they've worked exceptionally on that. And... I, I think especially in the conditions in the Australia game and Australia didn't do it and England didn't do it also in their game is Ireland were able to adapt they were able to say okay we're, we're overthrown a couple of times let's settle things down let's go to the front let's build our mall or, or let's get the, the forwards going off the back you know a lot of the time in this day and age you want to hit the back of the lineup because you want to set your, your backs alight but Ireland knew at times that you know with conditions it wasn't working or where the opposition was jumping they weren't getting the ball so they had the ability to go back to basics set that line out and win it and that's essentially what you need to do and that's what's exciting about that team is that Gus McCarthy and that pack can hit the back they can hit the middle but if things aren't going right especially at that age of 19 and 20 they know to go back and just go back to simpler things and it will eventually unfold then after that Yeah, no, there's good variety to their attack and I would think as well Fiona the experience that they've banked up uh, particularly this group of players this year has to be crucial coming into this tournament as well like it's no coincidence that they have gone unbeaten in the calendar year so far yeah and you know what it's it's about building those kind of, especially in the back line it's it's building those duos and and building the team that are getting to play together and we can see from the six nations a lot of these guys it's a similar back line we're seeing with a few changes here and there but when guys like Osborne or Macarlene have been given the chance especially out in, in, in the back three or those wider channels they're going on and making a huge difference but I think it's the partnership especially in the first two games of Finton gone and Sam Prendergast that has been brilliant it's their kicking game you know we saw in the first game that maybe Prendergast kicking was a little off and that'll happen you know you'll have these games he came back against Australia and it was on the money but Finton Gunn then took over kind of the box kicking duties and they seem to be able to play off each other and have a real good understanding of each other and that's important as well in, in, in moving your pack around the place so I think it's these connections and these partnerships I mean John Devine has been in at centre for 
most of the games as well. So Prendergast knows him, knows exactly if he's in trouble. The same with Gleason. I can just pop the ball to these guys and they're going to get me over the game line. So it, it's brilliant to watch because these connections have now formed and you can see that trust and understanding of one another. And important to remember as well, these are young men too. Like I think about, um, I guess, the expectation levels around Sam Prendergast, which naturally comes when he gets a chance to play for the senior team at Leinster, acquits himself well down in South Africa on that tour. And then straight away, people are expecting, right, he's going to go and dominate this tournament. Not necessarily the case when someone's 19, 20 years of age. No, God, no. And you can just imagine the pressure and all the articles being written comparing you to Johnny Sexton, Ireland's new 10, everything we, you would have seen and heard around that time. But he's got to, and I suppose that's where the coaching staff come into it as well. And Richie Murphy, I would imagine, is immense at this, is is getting these guys back to playing with, you know, that pressure off their back. And I think that's what's so exciting about watching under-20s rugby. A lot of the teams, when you watch them, they're throwing off loads. You know, they might go to hand they mightn't but that doesn't stop them trying it again the next time obviously there's a structure to it but they seem to be playing so carefree and and it's almost like there is no pressure there and I think with Sam Prendergast in particular you know as I spoke in the first game maybe the kicking was a little off but how good of, of, of the coaching staff and the other guys around him for him to come on come in and put in a monster performance against um, Australia and then come off the bench against Fiji and settle things down as well so he's shown he's a ability to you know when things go wrong he doesn't go back into his shell he's able to go out fix these things and that's the sign of a really good player going forward You were working around the TV coverage on the last day. It became a very exciting one because of how close the pools became on the final day as well. We were all kind of getting the calculators out after Ireland had played early to see who was going to be in the top four positions uh, by the end of play. And look, we've got a South Africa team here that Ireland are going to face who had to come back from a bit of adversity within their pool as well. Like, I mean, they had that shock defeat when they were playing against Italy and we were uh, wondering if they were going to qualify. They just about did enough in the end. We had England and Argentina drawing. This could have had a very different complexion if a few results had gone one score the other way on the final day. Yeah, it was it was actually really exciting to watch, and, and you're dead right. The, the calculator out, I was convinced that um that England were gone, and and that maybe you know when we saw that other match, I thought Georgia might have had a chance, and they would have fully deserved to be in that semi final. I mean, the rugby they played out there was was exceptional, and I was really disappointed for them. But look, I think with South Africa and Ireland going into into this game, yeah, they're probably not happy with their performance, um, sloppy even at times against. Georgia. Georgia, I thought, um, even though they got to win in the end and, and that defeat to Italy would have been huge. So Ireland, I don't think they're going to change anything around their game plan. They know what South Africa bring. They bring that kind of power up front. And I watched them in the last game against Argentina. And yeah, they have an exceptional scrum and Ireland's scrum has gotten better throughout the tournament. So I don't think they'll be afraid of them, especially in the ball carry area. I think where Ireland will have the upper hand in South Africa is our back line. Um, yes, um, South African, especially John Smith at 10, really good. And the kicking game is is exceptional. But I think Ireland's back line, Parries and Osborne, especially coming in and McArlene, I think we have the ability to cause more damage. So if we can get that gain line, especially in the pack, and Sam Prender can get, Gas can get the ball in some space, we saw 
against England that probably didn't happen. So maybe Prendergast, when we saw against Australia, he set a tiny bit deeper and that little bit of space gave the backline more ability to attack. And both teams, to be fair, South Africa is, is well, are really good on the counter-attack and Ireland will have to watch that because we saw Fiji were exceptional. They scored a couple of tries against us there. So I think uh, that's an area where Ireland will probably look at getting back together and getting to their offensive line quicker formed before the end. Yeah, because look, this turns into cup rugby now when it gets into the semi-finals and Ireland have ran in a minimum of four tries in all the pool games getting to this point, Fiona, but it could be a different type of game on Sunday afternoon. Definitely. And you know what? Looking at the TV and, and watching it over there, you just don't know what type of weather is going to happen. I, I was talking to someone over there said it could be raining one minute, the sun is shining the next minute. You just you just don't know. But I suppose what they do know is the pitches, the way the rain has been in, in the last while. It's a heavy pitch now. And we saw some of the teams, especially Australia, couldn't cope with that. Their Ireland obviously have played all their home games and a lot of their rugby on that 4G surface. But what impressed me was their ability to be able to play that heavy pitch and be able to control the game and their understanding of that as well when the surface changed. So look, it, exactly like you said, Will, it's cup rugby. But I think they'll be going into it with no fear. Um, they haven't lost, you know, they're confident on that, their ability to, when the, the chips are down, their ability to be able to come back into a game and be able to gain control of it again. We saw South Africa at times, you know, when the pressure mounted on them, especially in the Italy game, they weren't able to cope the difference with Ireland is that they're able to regather and when things have gone wrong we saw a couple of red cards as well they just seem to be able to take a breather and their game understanding of not playing in the in the areas in their own half throughout the competition they've they've upped that as well their, their relieving kicks is brilliant especially Finton Gunn's box kicks have been exceptional uh, Ultimately this is about development uh, for the players who are there and I think it's about getting them into the provinces and getting game time and uh, bringing them on from here but I think the last time they were in South Africa when they reached the final in this tournament a lot of the players went on to do extremely well James Ryan Max Deegan Hugo Keenan Jimmy O'Brien um, there was a good amount of players in there Terry Kendi's gone on to be a big star for the Sevens I was chatting to Hugo a bit earlier about that team and um, that's probably what you would take but at the same time this is a great opportunity to get into a world final here Absolutely. And to be fair, they're, they're 19, 20 year olds. There's no way they're, obviously they're thinking about their future, but they want to be coming back with silverware. They want to be winning that tournament. And, and that's going to be their main goal. Yes, the coaching staff, Richie Murphy, everything they're going to be talking about is that development and getting these guys to just understand the game and play at that high performance level. But when you get into a semi-final, especially, and they have a huge chance. I mean, for me personally, I think France are a runaway favourite at the minute and the way they're playing but Ireland have already beaten France this year so when you get to that final time anything can happen in a final game so they'll be really pushing for that but you know I'm looking across the, the park wheel and the, the level of talent that's there you know is, is is huge and every year with the 20s it's just you, you see more and more guys making those academies and, and getting and maybe even moving over to England and playing at a higher level whereas back in the day when you talk to people you might have only four or five that would have 
pushed on and being able to push up to that level whereas now I think these guys are so good they're they're picking up contracts and and I think even next season URC we'll see a, a couple maybe two three four of these guys playing a, a good few chunk of the games for the provinces yeah well, hopefully that's it and I mean again uh, to bring it back around to the way we started the conversation as well you know the very sad news about Greg Oliver on Monday uh, Quinny was in with us and he said he was very highly regarded uh, within Munster as well you know I played for Scotland came over he's over there to watch his son being part of this uh, squad in Jack and um, again I hate to bring up another tragedy within Munster rugby but such a, a horrible thing to happen Fiona Oh, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And I would have played soccer with his wife, Fiona. And, you know, like, they're the most, they were the most in love couple. I've seen them around the place and they're, they just, Greg, every time I was down at Munster, you'd be in a coaching session or you'd be learning things. And he always had a, a smile in his face or a cheeky little comment to make. And he was just great banter. But he was always the last out in the pitch. I'd watch him, whether it's with his son, Jack, whether with, with other guys, always trying to pass on his wisdom and knowledge and it's it's so sad and you know especially kicking on from Tom we were with the girls this year because Tom was with us last year and with the Munster women at the minute and Tom coached the girls was in our coaching staff all season and it was it was absolutely heartbreaking you know to not have him around even in the start few games and then the news come comes through of of Greg um, I was actually doing something with um, Rosie Foley that evening when she she actually informed me and I was only thinking about poor as well and it's it's just terrible time but the resilience of Munster and everybody backing each other up and coming in together there was texts flying around all the coaching groups you know is everybody okay do you need time we were supposed to train on the Tuesday took the Tuesday off for the girls and everyone it's it's such tough times and it's absolutely heartbreaking but the resilience down there and in Munster is is, is good and everyone's sticking together yeah uh, look it's, it's great the way that uh, sporting teams can come around people in these circumstances as well and I even think of Max Wall and Andrew O'Donnell, the St. Michael's College uh, pupils who passed away and uh, their school was pointing out that Blackrock College were the first to reach out to them. Great rivals on the pitch, but uh, Blackrock, I think, are having masses for the guys today and they're going to have a fundraiser um, as well. So it just goes to show that the um, biggest arrivals can be the best of friends at times and circumstances like this. Uh, before I let you go, Fiona, you're coaching back in Limerick next year as well as Munster, are you? Yes, I'm with. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm I'm back to Bowes for the AIL. Um, so I'm forwards coach, um, assistant coach this year. Um, with with Munster, I was doing breakdown last year, but I I moved up to to take over the the set piece. So um, well, the way that works is we've been coaching all through the summer, and it'll finish up maybe around the start of September. That's the interpro is over, and then we'll be kicking into the start of the AIL. So August, I'm going to be doing a bit of both. It's going to be. <laughs> absolutely crazy for me as well as my own full-time job but I absolutely love it well there you go no rest for the wicked rugby with thanks to Vodafone Ireland's most reliable mobile network and proud sponsor of the Irish rugby team as well Fiona it's been a pleasure thanks a million here's Will thanks a million rugby on off the ball with Vodafone main sponsor of the Irish rugby team we all belong to the team of us